All right, now. Moment of silence. Hey, let, let's just sit here for a minute. I don't even know how to start the show. I just... <laughs> Okay, I, I, you know, I'm just gonna say. So, 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 who wants to start it off? So, I'm Teddy, I'm Teddy Bridgewater, and I, and and who? who, oh, who, uh, who excuse me. Hello. Hey, Charlotte. How's it going? Hey, fans. Hello, Charlotte. Seven oh four. Um, Rock Hill, Gaston, and whoever wants to watch today. Um, I am the angriest black fan, Jamal Darby. Um, much like the Panthers, we are struggling to find ourselves here under construction today. To my immediate left is Kaiser Sose. What's going on, man? I say no more. To my far left is Rodney Rob Pops Richardson. How you doing, brother? Present. <laughs> yeah. Um, present, unlike the Panthers' defense uh, most of the first half and Teddy Bridgewater's accuracy most of the first half, we just witnessed the Panthers uh, drop to 0-2 as they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fellas... Where do we start? Who wants to start? Okay, all right, all right. Kaza, you got, you got a lot, you got a lot of fire today, man. You got the fire on you. You got a lot of fire today, man. We're gonna let you go. I was in my getting ready for the show. I was <laughs> in my zone. If I hear one more person say Teddy Bridgewater is more accurate than Cam Newton, <laughs> we fighting. Oh, we are going to fight physically. Fist fight. That is not true. It is not true because I I didn't see I haven't seen it the first two games, and I certainly didn't see it today. I'm sorry. So, if Cam Newton had performed the way Teddy Bridgewater did today, and the result was the same, we'd be pinning this loss on him. Therefore, it is only fair that we pin this loss on Teddy Bridgewater because. Tampa didn't look all that great to start the game, honestly. And I kind of thought, I got fooled. I thought, oh, hmm, the Panthers might actually pull this one out and be somewhat competitive. And then the turnovers happened. And the fumble, okay, the offensive line was wishy-washy today. I'll give him that. But the two interceptions were were pretty inexcusable. We saw a bunch of overthrows just – just general terrible accuracy in decision-making from Teddy Bridgewater. And I, although, yeah, people will say, well, the defense didn't play good either. If you keep giving the ball to Tom Brady, what do you expect is going to happen? The defense is getting, getting tired. The time of possession battle, was there was a huge discrepancy in time of possession before the end of the first half. The defense just couldn't do anything with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady didn't even look like, to me, all that great. I still think the jury's out on Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. But he was able to do enough uh, to stop us, especially if we just going to keep giving him the ball back. So, I mean, I really hate to, to shit on Teddy Bridgewater after – today but I mean it, there's I, you can't sit here and say well he played a good game and, and it was everybody else around him I just think it's very telling that when the Panthers did mount a comeback when the defense said okay all right let's have some pride and they started started getting getting after Tom Brady Brian Burns showed up like he was like hey guys I'm still here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so and then offensively the Panthers said okay 
you know what? We paid Chris McCaffrey all this money. Let's give him the ball. He suddenly goes off for like 80 yards, and the Panthers score two unanswered touchdowns. When he got injured, now it's up to Teddy Bridgewater to shoulder the offense. And then, as one of our list or one of our viewers just noted, he throws it behind DJ Moore yeah. on a pivotal drive and essentially gives the game away at that point. We score there, we tie it up, and we got a game. And that especially came after a 35 yard reception to Robbie Anderson. Yep. You can't do that. You can't throw a 35-yard reception to Robbie Anderson on a pivotal drive and then throw it behind DJ Moore when the other team knows that Christian McCaffrey's not coming back in the game. Um, just, and, and it's not like Teddy Bridgewater is like a rookie or anything. I understand this is a new team, but he's really a vet at this point. Yeah. And one of the reasons we brought him here is because of what we saw him do in New Orleans when Drew Brees was out. Granted, New Orleans has a better defense, better offensive line, arguably better offensive weapons. However, that's not an excuse because if we want to take it there, Drew Brees was balling all the years when New Orleans had the historically worst defense in the league. Drew Brees is still putting up MVP numbers. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater was a game manager. That's what he is going to really have to do here. If he has to do anything more than that, then we get results like today. Also, Matt Rule looks lost out there. What is he? What are we doing? <laughs> hey, look, look, listen. Doing the, fake, what are you doing? The the first the first half play calling was some of the worst that I've ever witnessed in yeah, Panthers I history. I, I know that sounds like maybe it's an overreaction or overly profound, but that is literally some of the worst play calling I've ever seen. There was a play. There was a third down play where they drew up, like, I guess a, a drag route for Christian McCaffrey. It's like third and seven, but the but the route was three yards. And Teddy throws it to Christian McCaffrey, like, at the three-yard mark and he gets tackled. I, I I have drawn up better plays on Madden. I, I'm not playing, man. I, I There are just some – some the, the, fake, the fake punt, man, uh, the, the fake run on the punt, man. I'm sorry to interrupt you, man. Go no, ahead, dude. It, it no, was this. I mean, I, I don't I, – I said this in the, the Panthers Facebook group earlier. Rebuilding is not a shield from criticism. Mm -hmm. And when you rebuild, generally you rebuild because there is something – There's a lack of talent. You, Listen. Or, or there's something you can – like. look at the Charlotte Hornets rebuild. People can say whatever they want to say about the Hornets, but – there's some bright spots. We got some things to look yeah. forward to. We have a young core. Mitch Kupchak is, it seems to be drafting the right guys. There's a little bit to get excited about. When the Panthers right. rebuilt in 2011, we had Cam Newton to get excited about. The Panthers lost the first two games of that rebuild too. But, I mean, look at those first two games. Cam Newton goes back-to-back -back 400 yards. There's a lot to get excited about. You knew that, okay, things are going to change. The Panthers are bad right now during this rebuild, but mm, things are going to change. I don't feel like things are going to change with the current regime, at least not in the same time span that we had in 2011. See, if, if, if things keep going the way they're going, they will change because we <laughs> have these guys from South Carolina who wears number 16. Who That's, are right, yeah. That's right. They, they, things will change. It, it'll change for the better, but it's – Today, man, it's it's the same thing, man. Like poor offensive line play, 
poor clock management, uh, poor decisions for my quarterback, our run defense. We can't plug a hole, and it's 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 like we're seeing the same things with this franchise. I'm I'm gonna throw a number out there. 195, 206, and one. What does that tell you? That's under 500 if, if we're talking about a record. That's the Panthers' all time record. We are a mediocre franchise. And I, I got another number for you 102 and 123. That's also under 500. Why do we continue to settle for mediocrity? Whose record is that? Marty Herney. Wow. Speaking of that, Rodney, I, I am I am very glad you you brought me to that point. This is a great segue for what I was about to say. The first point I like to make, gentlemen, is um, sixty million dollars is a lot of money for a stopgap quarterback. Wouldn't you agree? That's a that, that's a lot of money for a stopgap quarterback. I understand the market is is a little you know it's it's gone up in recent years, but if we're talking about someone who is a transition quarterback to your next future quarterback and the and the direction that you that you ultimately want to be in. That's a lot of money, guys. Number two, number two, look, we I we try not to overreact when when it comes to early season football. We got we understand that this team didn't really have a, a preseason. They had limited practices, so on and so on and so on. However, however, you, when you get rid of your franchise guy, when you get rid of the guy that is the face of the franchise, you know what I mean? You got to – what is there a clear direction to this team? This is all we have ever asked when we were going through the Cam Newton saga. And if we're at – look, and if we're judging from the first two games, I guess it is a clear direction. It's, it's to tank. The direction goes to Clemson, South Carolina, like Rodney said. That direction leads to Trevor Lawrence. Or let me finish. Or Columbus. There you go. <laughs> but, but let me finish. So, with that being said, and, and you know, since we are quote unquote in a rebuild, there are some excuses that do not fly even in a rebuild, and and, and play calling is one of those excuses that does not fly when you're in a rebuild. Coaching mistakes do not fly when you're in a re rebuild. Boneheaded, stupid plays. Don't fly when you're in the rebuild. Teddy Bridgewater, his overthrows and his mispasses and his bad decision-making, that stuff doesn't fly when you're in a rebuild. I get it. This is a transitional football team. But some of the stuff today, it's just like, okay, where's the direction? What's our clear direction? Because some of the veterans made bad plays today. So I don't get it, guys. What are your thoughts? Honestly, man, I I look at what Jameis Winston got paid and his potential to 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 throw the ball better than than, than Teddy. And I'm like, if 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 you're gonna do this mixed bag what the Hornets were doing before as far as rebuild and, and, and trying to compete, I mean why why not go get Jameis? To me, Jameis has more arm talent. I mean, that's 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 just my opinion, man. I mean, he has some questionable things, but Jameis has a higher upside than Teddy to me. I, Teddy's a nice guy, but T Teddy would be a perfect quarterback, like I said last week, for a place like Chicago. A game manager doesn't make doesn't make big big mistakes. Can rely on can rely on a good defense. 
we, we we're not ready for that yet. Yeah, right. We, we we're in a developmental phase. We need to develop the talent. And 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 and, and I know people are gonna hate me for saying this, but I mean, wh- why pay CMC sixteen million dollars? You're wasting him. You're wasting him. Running backs have but so many carries in this league. You're wasting the guy. Yeah, well, yeah, no. Go ahead, Kaza. No, I was going to say, because we debated that back when it, it came clear that they were going to have to pay CMC. But at the time, the the organization acted like Cam Newton was, was so going to pay high. So, yeah, if Cam Newton stays, then, you know, Cam, CMC, that's – you want that pair up. But then you get rid of Cam, and Jamal brings up a really good point about Bridgewater's contract. I got to think they're all in on Bridgewater. There might be a chance that Trevor Lawrence is not even – in the plans, it's not on the microscope or under the scope. Yeah, the biggest mistake that Tepper would have made so far, if if Trevor Law, if they have a chance to get Trevor Lawrence, I'm not saying that they should purposely lose to get him. Yes, no. but but uh, but uh, if, if he's available <laughs> and they don't draft him because they say, well, Bridgewater's our guy, that would be a massive, massive mistake, and I I gotta hope. But you know, Tepper doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who just wants to waste money. Yeah. Why pay Teddy Bridgewater sixty-three million dollars uh, with the idea of, well, we're just going to keep you around until something better comes along in the draft? That's that's an interesting. Look, quick question. So we end up with the first pick in the draft next year. What's your face if we draft a left tackle instead of uh, Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> I'm gonna go buy a new Patriots jersey. Uh, look, no, I, I'm not. What, what, I, goes off of it. what what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to Michael's and buy a big cardboard sign, and I'm gonna go down to Bank of America and protest. I will be in jail. I, I will have a mugshot. If I, I'm done with this team, if they if they pull off something like that. But guys, I want to get back to to the game itself. Um, we we will have all season to talk about a bad record and, and tanking and who the future is going to be. But I do want to get back to today's game, man. Outside of Teddy Bridgewater, I want to talk about the first half mainly. Let's stick to the first half. And everything was bad. I mean, everything was bad. Teddy Bridgewater was bad. The defense was bad. The, 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 the secondary was bad. The O-line was bad. Everything was bad. Do you guys give the Panthers a little bit of credit for fighting back and making a game out of it. Is there some credit to give today? A little bit. A little bit of credit. I mean, what their performance told me is, is they didn't quit on Matt Rule. I mean, which is, I guess, a good thing. But I, it's, it's, it seemed like it was a lack of preparation to me. They, they, they didn't come in prepared to play. Um, that first Very good drive, point. Man, that, 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 that first drive, I, te- I text you guys, I'm like, man, we look crisp. The very next play, <laughs> very next play. I, look, I, I, I've never seen a screen pass that bad in my life before, ever. And it's just like football is a game of momentum. And and, and, and when that play happened, it's just like everything just kind of went downhill. And it's just like the the the, the, the only thing that that, that 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 stopped that avalanche was halftime. <laughs> and it was honestly thank God for halftime. And 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 and, 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 we, and we came out the second half with the same BS, and yeah. like thank God for Dante Jackson. I mean, hey, I mean he wasn't really there today, but he had a big play. 
you know, guys, what you I, got? Last week, I said Matt Rule is going to get out coached, and that's what happened at the beginning of the game. Yeah, the like you said, the players are unprepared. They were not disciplined. It's been a long time since we saw the Panthers that undisciplined. And one thing that bothered me about this game is that the old regime in the Cam and Ron era, if somebody messed up, then somebody was on the sidelines getting at them. Somebody right. was like, hey, you got to do – hey, there was a lot of accountability. I didn't see that today. Did you see anybody? No, I didn't notice it, man. Not, not that I noticed. I, I mean, no. Derek Brown has a bonehead penalty. We're about to get off the field. We're finally yeah. going to get Tom Brady off the off field. The field. Right. And then you get a stupid late hit penalty, just a dumb, dumb late hit penalty. And then Tampa ends up scoring on that drive, right? Right. Who's him on the sidelines? I'm, it's like, it's, I'm all over it's, the guy. It's funny you bring that up today, man, because there is a veteran on this defense that deserves some criticism today. His name is Shaq Thompson. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Shaq Thompson is supposed to be that guy. He, we, at least this crew, branded Shaq Thompson as the new leader on that defense. We didn't expect him to be Luke Keekley. We didn't expect him to call out plays before they happened. We didn't expect him to be that caliber of a player. However, we did expect him to be the, the leader on that defense. To your point, Kaiser, I don't see that from him these first two games. No. That Derrick Brown penalty was the perfect place, the perfect time for him to yank that, yank the rookie up by the jersey and say, you can't do that type of stuff here. This is not what we're about. And to that point, Shaq Thompson, only three tackles a day. To, to hear Whitehead, six tackles a day. I, I sent out a tweet, and I said, I miss linebackers who can actually tackle. Because it, the linebackers, it was not a great day for them at all. I would give them a D minus if we're giving out grades. And again, man. A lot of that is on Shaq Thompson. Some of that is on Phil Snow. But it, we got to place blame. Hey, that's another thing. I don't think for, for the first two games, Phil Snow hasn't gotten enough heat for the Panthers' defense being terrible. He is the defensive coordinator. The last season uh, before Ron Rivera took over the play calling, we were pretty down on it. Pretty much every coordinator since Sean McDermott when the Panthers defense wasn't good, Phil Snow needs to get some of this, this work too. You know, that was a yeah. guy that's rules guy. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. College ranked uh, with you. And so far he's shown <clears throat> that he cannot handle um, NFL play calling. I don't know if, if he's exactly calling the plays or if the schemes are his, but they're just not working. And I understand that <clears throat> the Panthers don't have a lot of defensive talent. However, I, I think it's fair to say, most NFL teams aren't stacked to the brim with defensive talent. And You're always going to have a hole somewhere. Right. And yeah, if absolutely. Human names off of our core defensive players, I'm not going to say those guys are trash. Dante Jackson, is he's a serviceable starting level NFL cornerback, I think. He's uh, a number two corner to me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he, he, look, listen, real, real quick, he had no business on Mike Evans today. And I don't know oh, if you guys yeah, noticed, yeah. but but Ooh, they, but, they, Bradbury, but listen, Bradbury, but, but, but listen, they, they quickly made that adjustment. Like, oh, oh no, we, yeah. we can't have this today. And, and one more thing before I let you go back. One more thing, guys. To me, it is absolutely unacceptable that we get a guy off the street 
and Rasul Douglas, Rasul Douglas, who's been the best guy in the secondary so far. But go ahead, guys. I didn't no, mean to interrupt. I was gonna say I don't think I, I don't think the talent is bad. I just think some of the schemes are are not working. Um, yeah, there's just a. I got I got to lay a lot of the blame on the coaching staff, and I know that the players have to, have to execute. But I think defensively, the the issue might be coaching. I think offensively, it might be uh, a little bit of talent. I'm not, and here's the thing: I'm not too mad at Joe Brady's play calling. Honestly, um, it, it's funny we are profits on under construction. Last week we talked about how the Panthers don't run enough end arounds and sweeps. Right. What three today, Ricardo Samuel had three good results. But then there's other things I'm seeing. One catch from tight ends today. Manhurts had the only catch today, the uh the only target to a tight end. That used to be kind of like the bread and butter of the Panthers oh. passing game was that and granted we had Greg Olson, but you still gotta make the throws to the tight ends. If it wasn't for Robbie Anderson, who had what, nine catches for 109 yards or six catches for right. 109 yards today. And then DJ Moore had some garbage time. I think, I think he was eight catches for 120 yards, but most a lot of that came the game when the game was over. Already out of hand. Um, I think, that, man, the Panthers just have so much work to do at the top. I think um, I, I'd feel more comfortable if I felt that Matt Rule and his staff were more competent about coaching at the NFL level. And I know there's going to be an adjustment period, but when I look at guys like Pete Carroll and Harbaugh who came into the league and had immediate success on bad teams. It's not right. like the, the Seahawks weren't that good before Pete Carroll came. It's, you know, uh, the, the 49ers were a terrible team before Harbaugh took it over. And in and, and very short time, they turned those programs around uh, and didn't look as incompetent as Rule is so far. Now, we're only two games in, so – you take that with a grain, grain of salt. So Yeah, right. So, so, so for this year – how I'm gauging the Panthers, it, it's it's going to be kind of like Miami of last year. You remember early in the year, Miami was was really, really, really historically bad. Yeah. And toward the end of the year, they got better. So I, I, I'm I'm looking at each week who's making that improvement on the team, and I'm 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 looking how Rule is coaching. I'm I'm looking what adjustments is he making. I'm 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 looking at the, at the chess pieces, sort of say. So I. I, I'm 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 not thoroughly impressed with him yet. Uh, I I just kind of really wasn't sold on him to begin with in the year. Um, there's a reason why 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 everybody's buying into him. I mean, we, we have to see. We got to wait and see. Um, I if I, I didn't answer Jamal's question from earlier, the Panthers did make a really good halftime adjustment. Yeah, at least defensively. Yeah. However, when you're losing. It's easy to make those adjustments. Yeah. And that's why comebacks in the NFL are not it, easy. It, it, listen, especially especially when you did everything wrong, because oh, it's a yeah. pretty simple concept when you're doing everything wrong. You just do the opposite. Because, yeah. Uh, because, hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's tackle people. Let's not throw screens 10 yards or <laughs> let's not do those things. So and as we see in the NFL, comebacks are not they're no longer rare as we saw in the uh, <laughs> hey, sorry, hey, hey, shout out to Danny Thompson. <laughs> Shout out to the Falcons. Hey, Danny. They didn't quit. I get and I guess that's really all you can ask of your your guys. Uh they didn't quit and Matt Rule didn't let them quit. So moral victory, I guess. So so guys, I got a question for you. So watching today's games, who today's game, who was some bright spots for you guys? Uh, 
Yeah, I was gonna say Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Um, there, there's there's one I think good problem we have, and 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 not really a problem if we're really thinking about it, man. But just you know, there's gonna always gonna be this discussion of, of who's the number one receiver, and, and that's a good problem to have as long as it doesn't become internal. And you know, wide receivers have big egos most, most of the time, so as long as that stuff doesn't present itself, we do have a very uh, good problem, so to speak, with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, man. Robbie Anderson, again, I, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but just coming from the Jets and his situation, I told the guys last week, that dude has something to prove, man. Yeah. And, and, and and so far, so great uh, from that guy. So I, I, I'll today, I know DJ Moore did get a lot of garbage time yardage, but he did have nine, for, uh, eight for 120, man. So I'll give both of those guys props today, man. So, in my opinion, we have two high-quality number twos. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. Not, 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 not a bad thing to have, man. Not a bad thing to have. Considering we never had great wide receivers when Cam was here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so. This would be Cam's best wide receiver core. Hands hey, down. This what is better than what he's working with. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically. Um, the, I, I do want to. There's another uh, bright spot for the day, man. Uh, this this guy Mike Davis kind of came out of nowhere today. Yeah. He he had a really good second half, man. He uh he actually had eight for seventy four yards, and you know that's coming out the backfield, and he had some had some pretty good plays, man. He showed some fire. He looks like a, a strong number two guy, at least judging from this game. At least that, you know. I will we'll see how, how it goes in the future, but I like what I saw from him today as well. And man, I, 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 to me on the defensive end, man, I got two. Jeremy Chin again, man. Yeah, that kid is when, when he figures everything out, he's gonna be good. He's already everywhere on that field. And then Brian Burns, man, he he made his presence known in the second half, and he finally showed up to the season. You, you, you everybody knows Florida State guys are late, so you tap it up. <laughs> Kaiser, what did you think about that, man? What what did you think about Brian Burns kind of coming out of nowhere in the second half, man? So we were we were tech, you know, we were texting each other during the game, and that was one of the things that came up was, man, where's Brian Burns? And then suddenly, uh, you know, he started making plays. Now, granted, there was a little bit of a scheme change that that uh, Tampa Bay ran. And it kind of allowed him to get in the backfield. You know, they ran some – they started running the ball more. He was able to come off the edge and get some big hits from the backside. In in the actual pass rush, though, I what I saw – and this is just from the broadcast. You know, we won't know for sure until we – you know, if, if look at the All-22 when the film is released. But his speed burst is not as valuable in the NFL as it was in college. So he needs more moves to right. get around the outside. And it's also important to note that when we drafted him, we he was Ron Rivera was still a coach. We had a completely different yeah. scheme. And the idea with that was that he was playing hybrid outside linebacker and occasional four three on passing downs only. Now he's you know three down rushing the passer, and I'm not sure if that's the best way to be using him. I mean, he's been washed out of the play by these huge left tackles, and I, I just don't know if he's big enough to be able to overcome that. We need somebody dominant on the other side of him to kind of take that pressure off him so yeah. he can get that one-on-one, the yeah. one-on-one look. I mean, hopefully Brown 
and and um and when Mato and when Matos come back next week, it, it, it'll be a better look for the defense. But I mean, Tampa's a good offensive line, man, and we second half outside the final two drives. I think we did a really good job. Okay. I do too, man. Uh, and, and 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 that to me is a bright spot for the future. Yeah, so, I don't think, I'll be honest. I don't think Brady like killed it. Oh, the, the, the sports shows are going to act like 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 he's like, back. Like it, right? Like he's and had I, a Hall of Fame performance well, today. If, if I was like six five and like two fifty, I'd punch Mark Schlereth in the face. But <laughs> I'm not. Hey, so, Ka- Kaiser, I, listen. I was like, dude, listen. shut up. Yeah. I, I was just about to say. He, look, look, he had to be betting on that damn game. Like, it's, it's, it's just like he was just like slurping Brady the whole game, man. It was just I, crazy. Listen, I, I, I almost said I hope Mark Slayer had a washcloth in the booth because so he can clean his face off today, man. It was I dog that kind of man love I never want. Wow. I, I don't want any, but I don't want any man to yeah, love me I, like. Yeah. Look, lady, ladies, get you a man. That loves you the way Mark Slayer loves Tom Brady, because Jesus Christ, man, I I almost had to watch the game on mute today. I, look, when your team is getting smashed, <laughs> it's all, it's just it's more aggravating to listen to annoying announcers like Mark Slayer, man. It was just like, dude, come on, man. Speaking yeah, I, of, I, I speaking don't think Brady looked all that that great. No, today. and uh, I I think our defense did. If we hand kept giving him the ball, different outcome. Speaking of Tom Brady, man, 23 for 35, 217 a day, uh, 80.3 rating. I mean, that's pretty pedestrian, man. That is actually very pedestrian. Again, if, you know, if you hold Tom Brady to those numbers, you think under normal circumstances and a a team that's not rebuilding, you should win that game. But, alas, here we are. Um, We're not going to spend too much time talking about the Buccaneers or Tom Brady, but I do want to say this, though. If I'm the Buccaneers and I went out and I spent all that money on everything and I win the game in this fashion today, how comfortable do I feel about making the playoffs in, in, a, in a Super Bowl run if I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan? Not confident. I'm, I'm, it's, it, I mean, I, I understand it when missing Chris Godwin today, but Gronk doesn't look like himself. Uh, the other tight end, it's, it's – it's it's not gelling to me. I mean, you already lost to the Saints, who will probably win the division, and you still got to deal with Green Bay, Seattle. You know, you got to deal with all the typical NFC powerhouses. And I'm not. I don't think we're about to find out a lot about the age-old debate: was it Tom Brady or was it Belichick's system? I think it, it, tonight's game. Uh, Patriot Seahawks is going to be very, very telling. Cam Newton has always historically struggled with the Seahawks, except for a few times, three wins in 11 years uh, uh, with eight games against them. If he comes out and plays well against Seattle and they win, I think I don't really think there's a whole lot you could say about the, the, the debate. Uh, Tom Brady, the, the cliff is finally here, and that Belichick system is as good as advertised. So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't have, a, I still don't have a lot of faith in, in Tampa Bay. I, I, I wasn't expecting the Panthers to win. I did not no. have this peg to win. In fact, I thought that this might be a get-right game for Tampa Bay, considering how they lost last week. Um, they the were, half they got right. Yeah, <laughs> I, felt, I felt like in the second half, the Panthers 
were more competitive. I saw some good things. I'm still not excited about the Panthers as a whole, though. But um, that's just a, a, frust- a frustrating loss. Rodney, question for you, man. Are you surprised that we only scored 17 points today? Because the reason I asked that, I, you know, we were all in agreement that we would score a lot of points this season. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, you got to give the other team credit. You just do. They, they are a good defense. With that being said, is it still a shock we only scored 17 today? Uh, not when you have when we get the ball up three times, three, four times <laughs> in the game. Uh, plain and simple. I mean, it's I mean, that first drive we were going to score. We should have scored more points. But I mean, it's 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 a bad game from Teddy. Quarterbacks cannot play like that. He he looked like Kyle Allen last year. <laughs> yeah. Today. And, I mean, you're not going to score points with three, four turnovers. I'm sorry. That brings up a good point. If this is as good as we are with Teddy Bridgewater, then why not? What did we Kyle give out the contract for? Yeah. And you spend all this money. Look, I, I would rather play Kyle Allen than a million dollars if we want to get this every week. Exactly. I, I really think the, the, the Tepper and Rule went all in on Bridgewater, and it might come back to bite them. You know what? I just want to say, man, it's a damn shame how right we are sometimes. But again, it's game two, man. It's game yeah, two. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Every game the rest of the season. I, I would, I would prefer that honestly than to, than to go through, you know, an, another two and fourteen season. But we've done it before. One and fifteen, two and fourteen. Both of those terrible seasons ended up. Getting us Super Bowl appearances afterwards. Years, yeah. So I can only hope that this is uh, this is the same. Oh man, it's it's been a tough day around here, man. Um, let I, I before we move on, there there is one more thing I I do want to kind of talk about with the Panthers. Um, looking ahead, <laughs> yeah. If we're if we're looking ahead. Are your are you are you guys' regular season wins predictions still the same or do they change any after today's game? Um uh, I'm around four four wins. I mean three. I mean <laughs> I mean it's, I mean look I, I, look if we're gonna be this bad, just be this bad, like commit to it. Like get look, go go for the number one pick. Like try right. shit out. Like, I mean I, I really didn't have this team winning more than four or five games anyways, four games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're on par with the prediction. I mean, it's, I'm looking at the schedule, man. It is going to be ugly. Yeah. It, it is I, gonna, I, well, don't, 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 not, not yet, Rodney. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> let, let, let's save that. All right. Uh, offensive and defensive MVPs, if any today. Kaza, who you got for offensive MVP? Uh, Robbie Anderson on offense, although he had a – yeah, um, he, you know, he lost that ball, and then he had the catch, which was originally ruled not a catch. So he fumbled that, too, just went out of bounds. It mm-hmm. was a catch. He got to clean that up. But he's probably been the only wide receiver we've had in a long time that could consistently get open. Yeah. always open. Yeah. So, uh, he got a lot of targets today. Hopefully, uh, he'd be my offensive MVP. Defensive? Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to say. It's because it's either feast or famine with these guys. Dante Jackson had the had the good. That was that was a great pick. But 
uh, had a bad pass interference call, um, just got generally roasted by Mike Evans every other play. Uh, I could say Brian Burns, he did apply some pressure in the second half, but the rest of the game, he did not. (laughs) Uh, Telling stat, Carolina Panthers, number two in the league in sacks. The lowest they were ever in sacks during the Ron Rivera era was number six. No Mm. sacks the first two games. None. Mm. Not a single quarterback sack. Against two statues. Yeah. Rodney, who you got? Uh, Offensive. I'm going to CMC, man. Two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Helped change the game around in the second half when he when he was fed the ball. Uh, defensive wise, man, uh, I'm going with the guy you brought up earlier, Rasheed Douglas. Yeah, um, he's 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 a consistent piece. Our number one corner, we got off the scrap heap. Yeah, uh, defensive MVP. I'm going to go Douglas, and here's why: you didn't hear his name a lot. Yeah, but if you're in the secondary, you don't want to hear your secondary guy's name a lot. So that's why I'm going with Rasheed Douglas. I'm going with CMC because of the two touchdowns. Um, it's simple, man. I God, I, I hate sounding so plain and simple. When CMC gets the ball, we score. It's that simple. And it showed itself today, man. Real quickly, we got the San Diego Chargers next week. What's your predictions? 28-24 Carolina. Well, since there's really no real home field advantage, I don't think Playing on the road will matter that much. Um, I think we – I'm going to peg that one as a loss. I'll say 23-20. I'm going to be optimistic for once, and I'm, I have a feeling that that's going to backfire on me next week, but I am going to go Panthers 32, Chargers 28. So – Well, I do want to add a, a caveat. If Tyrod Taylor is playing, then I think we lose. If Justin Herbert plays, we we'll winning that game. I think we might win. That we game. win. I agree. I agree. We, we, we get at least one or two picks. <laughs> and, and, and before we transition to uh, NBA and bubble talk, can I just say I am so glad we didn't draft Justin Herbert because I, I would have had a I would have had a meltdown if we would have did that. But anyway, so guys, since this last since the last episode of Under Construction. Um, there's been some explosive <laughs> NBA games and some <laughs> and some choking going on and some and, and some and some I don't know I don't even know what to call it man there's a culture that may just be shifting in the NBA the Los Angeles Clippers have blown a three one lead to the upstart Denver Nuggets guys whose fault who is at fault for the, the, the L.A. Clippers is blowing a 3-1 lead. Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. Go ahead. I want to hear more. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. He is supposedly was supposed to have, like, the LeBron effect. Although I don't think they would have won the champ. The Raptors wouldn't have won the championship last season without him. I, I think they would have got stopped in the Eastern Conference Finals. They might have beaten the Warriors. The Warriors were, were injured. But um, there's no doubt. They won that championship because of Kawhi. But people mistakenly believe that that meant that he could go to another team and they could win the championship there. You're going to go to the West. First of all, the Western Conference is stacked. And the fact that they were able to win last year just to me just shows what being in the Eastern Conference can do for you. You come to the West, everybody's dangerous. Everybody. Everybody. Portland was dangerous. (laughs) 
the Nuggets, the Jazz, any one of those teams could have knocked the Clippers off, and the Lakers got to be careful too against the Denver Nuggets. Um, so I feel like if you're Kawhi Leonard, you got to do better than the way he played in game six and game seven. You got to. You got to take the game over. You're one of the best defensive, one of the best two-way players of our generation. Uh, you're supposedly like the only guy that can stop LeBron James. You got to do better. That's on you, dude. That's your team. You're supposedly the superstar. You cannot blow a 3-1 lead uh, like that. Now, having said that, although the basketball in the bubble had gotten a lot, lot better since the beginning in the first round, not having home court, real home court, is starting to show its ugly head. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but the NBA has finally achieved parity. However, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. That, you know they can't sustain it through next season when we go back to having if we go back to having fans and playing in home arenas and such. So teams like Denver and Miami are able to take advantage of the fact that even though they were worse teams on the road, that doesn't matter anymore. So I think that had a lot a lot to do with uh, the Nuggets Clippers series. I I think if they the Denver actually had to go to L.A., they wouldn't have won. Having said that, you're up three one. And you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You got to win. Got to get it done. Got to get it done. Rodney, what you got? It's the players, man. Like, just just kind of hearing basically how they were acting, like they were already crowned and stuff like that. You, you can be this talented on paper, but you got to get out there and show it. Uh, kudos to that Denver team, man. I, it's, it's, it's like we're not getting enough, enough credit. They, they were part of – the Clippers not not moving along, and and, 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 and to piggyback on Kaiser, what he was saying about about Kawhi. If, if you're going to be the leader, you need to be the leader on the court, off the court, and and, and, and vocally, like we, we, like like your teammates need to hear you. Like I, I understand you're you're not a vocal leader, but if if you want to be like LeBron and assume that role, you got to talk a little more, brother. And then Doc Rivers, man, uh, I. I <laughs> I don't get. I don't know, man. I, I don't give them too much. Of, it's the players got to perform, and yeah, Doc Rivers ain't out there shooting two for fourteen. That's what I'm saying. Like he's not shooting two for fourteen. He's he, he's 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 not he's not talking like uh Paul George talking talk, talking trash to Dame Lillard. He he's not shooting on the shooting on the edge of the black the backboard. <laughs> he's he, he, he he's putting them in the he's putting the team in the, in, in the position to win. They had they had an incredibly deep team, and the team did not perform. I mean, it's 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 not his fault. All right, so I'm going to slightly disagree with you guys, and I do mean slightly, not much, because I do feel like a lot of the blame goes to Doc Rivers because some of those issues with Paul George and Patrick Beverly and all these guys that were proclaiming. I put it to you like this: I think the I think the Clippers, to Rodney's point crowned themselves before they actually did anything. So I do put the onus on the course to be able to tell those guys, no, you guys haven't did anything yet. We have not yeah. achieved anything yet. We have not even reached a conference finals in 60-something years or whatever it is. So how dare you guys, especially you, Paul George, want to come on this team and, 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 and crown yourself before you've actually achieved anything. Now, there is – one thing that separates the Denver, the Denver Nuggets from the L.A. Clippers, and this is the, the, the key phrase of this, is chemistry. 
The L.A. Clippers do not have any chemistry. Their wins came strictly off talent, and talent is not enough to win games in the NBA. Now, a lot of that blame goes to Kawhi Leonard, and I will tell you why. Kawhi Leonard, let's just say for lack of a better term, man, he's a bit of an enigma when it comes to his personality and off-court stuff. Um, You know, he, he like – I'm right. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of breaks he likes to take uh, during the regular season. There's a lot of times where he just doesn't play because he just doesn't feel like it. There's, there's a lot of time where he takes games off, and I really strongly feel that that uh, has affected, strongly affected the chemistry between him and the Clippers, and mainly between him and Paul George. When you have new pieces, when you trade uh, 97 first round picks for one guy. You got to build with that one guy. Regular season matters. Mm-hmm. Casual fans do not believe that, but this is all the more proof that regular season NBA games matter because I believe if the Clippers had that co- – if they were building that cohesion during the regular season, they're not in this position right now, and a lot of that has to go to, to Doc Rivers, man. Your thoughts on that, guys? I, I'm – I mean, I can't. It's your opinion. I can't argue with it. No, <laughs> not, not to argue. Kawhi Leonard has never been a leader. Mm-hmm. Time in San Antonio, that was not his team. That team no. was Tony Parker, Manu, and Duncan. And then when they all left, and Lamarcus Aldridge comes, there's no leader. That's why that didn't work out. That's why they were so eager to trade him was because there he there was no leader in the locker room. So he goes to Toronto. A team that he doesn't even want to be at. Be on, right. <laughs> they won a championship, but that wasn't even his team. That team Kyle Lowry's team. Kyle Lowry's team. So he leaves, and then he goes to L.A., and I got the idea that he's not the leader there either. And Paul George is not really that leader. Paul George, and I hate to say it's about Paul George because uh, I think he's a, a great NBA player, but he's a coattail rider. He's yeah. going to go to wherever. That's why he was in OKC. Okay, that's why – you know, it that was his team in Indiana. He was like, no, nah, I want to go play with somebody else and win a championship with them. So when he heard Kawhi Leonard was going to L.A., I'm going to L.A. too. You're so right. you don't got anyone in the locker room that's, you know, that's a leader. Whereas if you look at Denver, I think they have any number of leaders in their locker room. You, you got a lot. Of, I mean, you could just you could just tell by the way the Nuggets pulled together the way that they were during timeouts, the way you, you could, it was so obvious to see the, I mean, just from the way that they played that, that they had people in the locker room that knew their roles and um, knew who to look up to. I don't think there was any of that in LA. And right. about Doc Rivers, I, I understand when you've got players with a lot of personality, like a Pat Bev, I can completely understand that sometimes you got to let them be who they who are. they are, right? You know, Doc Rivers got to be able to rein them in. Before, you know, I think that you know when you got guys that are outspoken like that, then it's okay to let them do the thing. The problem is that you got to produce as well. Pat Beverly, he wasn't producing offensive end, and supposedly he's like the defensive guy, and he wasn't. He was getting roasted by Jamal Murray. I mean, it just Kaiser, let me speak to that point. Yeah. Let me speak. Let me speak to that point, man. I think outside of Kawhi Leonard, that's what that team is. It's a bunch of guys 
who haven't really achieved a lot that elevate themselves more yeah, than what they right. are. Yeah. Paul George is a good player. Don't get me wrong. Do yeah. not get it twisted. I hope people are, are making myself clear on that. But Paul George, you have not done anything yet as far as what you think you are. You're, <laughs> Paul George is not Kawhi Leonard. And sometimes I, I kind of believe he wants to be that, but he's not that. And the Clippers have that problem. They're worried. They're, they're celebrating and hooting and hollering about beating, uh, um, or about, or about the, uh, the, the Blazers getting eliminated. But what have you guys done? <laughs> you should say something funny, man. I was looking at a quote. Uh, one of the Morris twins was, was, was uh, told Paul Millsap, you're ready to take your ass home <laughs> after game five. I mean, during game five, and it's just like, mm-hmm. like, what have you done in the NBA to talk to warn that? To warn that, like, like to me, there's only two people on, on, on that Clippers roster who should be able to talk like that: Doc Rivers <laughs> and, and Kawhi Leonard. And Absolutely, is mute, and he's not going to talk. <laughs> Absolutely, and and, here, and here's the thing, man. There is a reason why Twitter, why the damn server almost broke on Twitter because of what when they lost. They're not the first team to blow a 3-1 lead, but I have never, ever seen that kind of fire go towards a team like that. And there's a reason for that. And they kind of bought everything on yeah, themselves. It did, but to, to be fair, I think a lot of people were also hard on the Clippers because there was this expectation that they, they could beat the Charlotte yeah. Lakers. Uh, I mean, I mean the LA Lakers. Um, congratulations <laughs> them on winning their first in, their, their first NBA championship since Kobe left because they're gonna win. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, so, so, look, the rest want them to win. Hey, I, that Nuggets game. I, I'll say this about that: uh, the calls they weren't allowing Nurkic to play the way that he was playing before in in the Clippers series. I don't think he was able to be more physical in that series. I don't think that that's going to work. The, the Lakers are a bigger team for one, and uh, they got LeBron James. LeBron James is always going to, although there's like, Brady John, LeBron James don't get calls. No, he gets calls. He gets yeah. those calls. So he's going to get those calls. We know Anthony Davis is going to get those calls. And so as a result, that's just something the Nuggets are going to have to overcome in the series against the Lakers. And they're not going to overcome it. Um, the Lakers are going to go to the – NBA Finals, but uh, I think that's part of the reason why there was so much virtual against the Clippers because there was this expectation that finally they're going to knock off LeBron and oh, now I don't have a chance to do it. So, yeah. Speaking, uh, well, at first I want to talk about the uh, the Celtics and, and the Toronto Raptors. I want and I want to tell you guys what yeah. I, what I kind of felt feel about that series. Um. Speaking of, you know, kind of elevating yourselves before you actually get the job done, the Celtics blew two games, uh, two leads in, in the first two games. And those are two games that they easily could have won. Now, for that reason, when they went down 0-2, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, this series is far from over. I, I just don't believe yeah. this series is, is over by any stretch of the imagination. The Celtics come out, and they pretty much handled business, uh, you know, last night. Even though they almost blew another lead last night, however, they still got the W. What are your thoughts on the Celtics in the Heat, man? What do you, what do y'all think about that series? Uh, with the Celtics having their, their full complement of players, uh, Gordon Hayward, he's a threat. Uh, he, he yeah, I, I, I think him coming back really helps, man. Yeah, yeah he, he's a, he's a he's a legit threat. So they can play their small five ball, the the five guard forward lineup with Kimba, Marcus, 
him and uh, Tatum and Brown, and they could get out and transition and run. Boston without him is a thin team. They they can build a lead up, but Brad Wanamaker and 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 and, and Grant Williams ain't taking you there off the bench. I'm sorry. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and, and that's a really good point you bring up, man. Because if there is a concern, I do think it is depth with the with the Celtics, and I think that kind of has been showing itself at least the first two games. But I, I totally agree, Kaiser. What you got? Um, the Celtics are a better team, especially with Gordon Hayward back. And that's why we've seen them get out to these big leads yeah. just for whatever reason. And we've seen this in the NBA of the last few years. Big leads don't really mean a whole lot. It's, nah, it's not absolutely. Teams come back all the time. But essentially, if you are dependent on Goran Dragic to give you 28 points a night to win, that's not, that's, that's not sustainable. And we saw 27 points game or 26 points game one, 29 points game two. Yeah. Seven points game three. They lose. That's what's going to happen. That's an easy adjustment to make if you're Brad Stevens. Oh, Warren Logic is roasting us. Let's make an adjustment. Bam. You win the game because now all you have to worry about is Jimmy Butler, who's going to get his regardless. Yeah. The Celtics, now they're in a 2 1 hole. Uh, I think if they tie it up, then, you know, they'll win the series. If they go down, uh, I think it's over. But if they make it 2-2, then I think they'll they'll go on and win the series. Um, probably in seven games. But oh, it, yeah. it would be great, however. Wouldn't it be something to see Kimball Walker versus LeBron James in the NBA Finals? Considering <laughs> Kimball Walker, it, throughout his whole career, LeBron James has been like the one guy. that he, The dark shadow. He's been the only win he's ever gotten off LeBron's career came after he leaves Charlotte and goes to the Celtics. And, and, and actually, Kaza, Kimball Walker wasn't even playing the game that this day the Hornets won. He wasn't even playing the game. So, so he has never beat LeBron James. Um, look, man, I, I, I don't have a strong rooting interest for either of these teams. I do want Kimball Walker to be well. And, and I guess just for historical purpose, I'd like to see the Lakers and Celtics be in the finals. And look, it's like choosing the lesser of two evils for me because I hate both of those fan bases. But if we get there, I definitely want Kimball Walker to try to uh, try to get same, his chip, man. Same, same. Lakers versus Celtics. I mean, that's there's historical context there. Yeah, right. Um, the NBA would would eat it up. So no, so, look, look. I like chaos. Denver versus Miami. I mean, look, look, listen. I, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I, I, I de- I'm definitely not putting my money on 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 those two, on those two teams being there. But I definitely wouldn't be mad. I, I think the NBA needs something like that. Honestly, man. No, no, no. Adam Silver would die. He, he would, I don't. And that's why. I, that's why I would love it. I would for that reason. That's why I would love it. Not literally, but you know what I mean. So real quickly, man, time is running out. I do want to talk about the Lakers and the Nuggets just a tad bit. I want to ask a simple question. Do the Nuggets have a chance, y'all? No. 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 <laughs> no. I, I want to say yes because their tenacity, they're not going to give up. They're down 3-1 against a more talented team, and they came back and won that. Uh, but LeBron is different. LeBron's a close. LeBron's man. different. Plus, not just LeBron, but, man, Anthony Davis. Man, Fucking Dwight Howard. You, they can't even stop Dwight Howard. I am glad you brought Dwight Howard up because I want to speak to the Charlotte fan base. There's like there's like maybe five of y'all who keep saying this. Why didn't the Hornets keep Dwight Howard? Let me explain this. Dwight Howard is exactly where he needs to be. 
He it, he is coming off the bench as a utility guy who is not asked to carry a team. Hornets fans, please stop. It's not like we had deep playoff runs with Dwight Howard. We didn't even make the damn playoffs. So please shut up about Dwight Howard. Congrats to the guy, but he's right where he needs to be. We're right where we need to be. I don't want to hear any more Dwight Howard, Charlotte Hornets talk. Let, yeah. this, let this be the last time. But. It was fun while he was here, but it didn't accomplish anything, and it ended up being uh, inconsequential. I'll, I'll say I, I'd like to see him get a chip, even if it's in this capacity. I think his career is super underrated. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw this recent poll that came out where players are voting their top 100. Uh, Dwight Howard didn't even – make it either that or he might have been like number 72 where Tracy McGrady was in the top 50 and I loved T-Mac but if you look at the two careers yeah that's disrespectful man yeah like literally the best big man in the league for like a five-year straight span eight uh eight uh, all-star games uh eight all NBA teams three times defensive player of the year three times in a row the guy was good in the playoffs went to the finals That's right. right, right. The Orlando Magic to the finals. So, uh, so if he gets a chip this year, good on him. But no, keeping him as a Hornet, nah. Um, I, there, there's one thing that is. I, I want to say this, man. I am like really surprised at Rajon Rondo. I, I, that dude looks yeah. like he has a special fire in his eye, man. Like this dude is hitting three pointers. Rajon Rondo has hit more three pointers. In these playoffs that I have ever seen over his entire career, man, yeah. um, I, it, it's so funny how when you put certain players in championship situations, it's so funny how, like, things change with the player. Are y'all guys seeing the same thing with Zon Rondo? Am I tripping or what, man? Because this guy looks really, yeah, really it. good, man. Yeah, I noticed it in last night's game. He was just – yeah, I mean, he's making all the right plays. Right plays, yeah. And – um. It, you know, we thought he was he was washed up. I guess tales of his demise were greatly uh, exaggerated. Um, and like you said, he's he's this close to getting another championship. Um, he's actually the kind of guy you need when it comes to this. Uh, you know, a late championship run like this. If you're LeBron James, you do um, well with a guy like Rondo. Although, you know, we didn't we didn't talk about the report that came out that he wanted Kimball Walker. Yeah, they were happy, right. and I think that's kind of interesting that Kevin mm-hmm. Walker chose to go to Boston, Boston, instead of going to play with LeBron, which would have had him a championship. I, I mean, I mean, playing with LeBron, man, that's 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 a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Like, but but is it is it because LeBron is the guy that has all the pressure? Let me tell you, no. Let me tell you something wrong. Let me tell you something, man. With, with LeBron friends. If something goes wrong, it's your fault. He prayed. You prayed. And then, and, and, and then, if y'all win a championship, it was all because of LeBron. Yeah, well, you, you, you got a point there. Look, 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 look. LeBron made a game-saving block. Kyrie hit a Kyrie hit an uh, uh, extra shot that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You got a point, man. All right, guys. Uh, we have hit the uh, the hour. The we've almost hit the hour long mark, man. Uh, guys, any shout outs or shout acts? Uh, man, November third is coming along. Go vote. 
Um, we hit the two hundred thousand mark uh, with Corona deaths. Uh, stay vigilant, man. It's, I, I know people is not acting like it's a pandemic. People are it's, still dying. It's still there, yeah, yeah. People are still <laughs> dying. Hence why, why we're still doing Zoom videos, guys. We we actually kind of care about this stuff. So and then and, and then I hear people saying pre-existing conditions, or whatever. Uh, pre-existing conditions doesn't mean that you're gonna die within the next ten days. Like uh, pre-existing conditions is like, hey, I'm a diabetic. Uh, hey, I'm, I I might have lived an extra thirty years, but this coronavirus killed me. Like. Right. Just, just, just remain vigilant out here, man. It's, 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 it's. The second wave is coming. It's getting cold. Kaza, like what you got? Um, shout to. So I noticed since we started doing these, uh, these streamyard streams, we get a lot of fan interaction in real time with the stream. That's, I think that's that's awesome. Uh, I hope we can find a way to do that. Continue that when we get back in the studio. Uh, so I want to thank. Uh, our fans who have stuck with us through this transition. Absolutely, uh, man. You know, Your support means everything. Why, and that's why we continue to do it. If everyone just said, well, psh, I'm just going to stop listening to instructions now, then we probably uh, wouldn't do it, or at least with as much vigor as as we normally do. So thank you to you guys for... And thank you thank you to the guys in the chat, too, man. We got to shout them out, too, man. Thank you all for showing up today. Yeah, ab yeah, absolutely. So um, tell your friends, come join in on, on construction Sunday streams. All right, guys. I got I got one shout out today, man. I want to shout out uh, my brother, my best friend in the world, man, Sean Johnson, who got married yesterday. Congrats, um, congrats. Absolutely beautiful ceremony, man. Um, they gave me a reason to put on a tuxedo, which was a big hit. You know, I was pretty G'd up yesterday, man. You know, I had a little cane going on. Pictures forthcoming. You'll see them. Anywho, man. Shout out to my brother, Sean, man. Shout out to all of our friends who came. Uh, shout out to his family. Shout out to his lovely bride, Candace, and her family, man. Beautiful time, beautiful weather, beautiful wedding. It was it was, it was, was just a great time yesterday, man. So shout out to my boy, man. Uh, with that being said, guys. Oh, real quick, uh, real quick I, got, I got a real quick story. Funny story. I got friended on Facebook once by somebody you know. You know this person, Jamal. I'm not going to say their name. Uh, I haven't talked to them since this, but they had they had just come from a wedding. I think it was a family member. And y'all know me on Facebook. Anybody knows me on Facebook? I, I it's just all jokes, right? Yeah. So, right? <laughs> so they put they made a post that said, "Marriage is not a word; it's a sentence." And I replied, "You mean a life sentence?" And they just <laughs> and unfriended me, and I ain't talked to them since. Oh man. <laughs> Text me, who, text me who that was when we get off of here. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> fans, Charlotte, thank y'all once again for tuning in, man. We'll see y'all next week, man. Peace, y'all. Peace out. <laughs>